Joining us right now on Texans Radio, it's Nick Casario, General Manager. Nick, how's it going? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Doing great. I know it was a very tough decision with Coach Cully leaving the building, and you have even tougher decisions coming up with the search that you're undergoing for a new head coach. What can you tell us about the initial stages of what you're going through as an organization here? Yeah, I think any time that there is change, there's always a little bit of uncertainty. Everybody's trying to figure out sort of what the next steps are. So um, it's never easy. You know, change is always hard. Um, to a certain extent, you, you have to be willing to make changes that you feel are appropriate and make tough decisions. And ultimately, you have to think about, you know, next steps moving forward. So there's probably a lot of questions. And, you know, our responsibility is ultimately just try to get those answered as best we can, not necessarily in a timely fashion, but just the right way. And then just to provide, you know, stability and a solution to whatever our, our situation is going to be from a coaching standpoint. Nick, you've been here a little over a year now. When you think back to where organization was, organization is, what are you most proud of? What are the things that you feel have been put in place to help you move from here going forward, setting the foundation of the organization moving forward? Yeah, I think it starts with the people. Uh, I think we have a lot of good people in a lot of different areas within the organization, You know, whether it's our current coaching staff, understanding there's going to be some changes there, to the players that we have on our roster, that were on our roster, some of whom may be not on a contract for next year, some that are under contract for next year. And I would say just the overall, I mean, optimism, I don't know if that's the right word, but just word. the you know, the attitude and the ability to understand we're trying to build something here that's really cool. It's going to take a lot of time. There's a lot of steps that are involved. Um, I, I think the big thing, the overarching theme for us organizationally is to understand that the standard and the expectation is very high, and you know that's a good thing. And we all have to press and push to get ourselves in a position where everybody uphold that st- upholds that standard on a day-to-day basis. And when you implement processes and standards, ultimately the goal is you hope those will carry over into the results and what happens on the field on Sunday from an overall, I would say, team and an execution basis. It's interesting because any team that's looking for a coach, the outside media fans, they say, well, if you had a defensive guy, now you're going to go for an offensive guy, or vice versa, whatever the case may be. How tough is it to identify candidates to fit what you want to do here? Yeah, it's a good question, Mark. I think what you have to do is just think about the Houston Texans, not necessarily about what is everybody else doing or what is everybody else looking for. So take inventory of where we are, what do we have in place, what's the organizational philosophy and ethos that we want to build, and then who are the people that maybe fit that criteria of what we're trying to do. So um, going back to what we talked about just a little bit ago, there's some really good people that are in place. Um, you know, I think ideally you don't want to have to displace too many people, but right. understanding when you do make change, you might end up displacing some people, and that's just part of the process. So we just have to look at our situation and decide what makes the most sense for our team, for our organization, for our group, and whatever that looks like, then we have to – back that, put belief in it, and then just ultimately move forward. Nick, I know you had to make this decision with removing David Culley, but you also talked about he did have an impact on this organization for the year that he was here. What what impact did you see from him over the time that he was here with you and this organization? Yeah, and I think you all saw it on a week-to-week basis. Just his consistency, his attitude, his leadership, his just spirit – Like was, you know, honestly, I don't think there's too many people like that in in football, you know, and he's the same person every day. So I think that speaks to the individual 
And when you see that consistency day to day, the players, they certainly feel that and they, you know, gravitate towards that and they appreciate that. Um, so I'd say from a, a working environment standpoint, you know, I think David was able to create a very good working environment. So, and I think that was consistent from the time that he took the job to, I would say, to the very end. Nick, does your phone blow up with agents right now? Uh, how does all that work? What, let's let's go behind the curtain here for a minute. Just tell us about some of that stuff. Yeah, no, that, it's really how it works. You have, I would say, coaches, agents, mm -hmm. text messages, emails, back channels, try to get yeah. you information. So there's a lot of flow of information. Um, you know, I think what you have to do is, you know, go through your inventory and go through your checklist and process and, you know, identify some players that, or excuse me, the coaches that you feel may fit, you know, on a variety of different levels. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that that's ultimately going to be who that head coach ends up being, but you have to start somewhere. Um, I would say there's definitely been, I would say, you know, pretty significant interest from the outside. Um, so, and I think that's a credit to, I mean, honestly, to probably what, you know, David helped put in place in the foundation. So, you know, I think there's some, some pretty good things in place and you know we got to try to continue to build and grow just organizationally moving forward so are you ocd enough that when you see the little red dot by your phone it just drives you crazy like me <laughs> <laughs> I, I i try to keep my phone off here to the side and that because otherwise if you get you know a text a minute you're gonna it's gonna take you away yeah. from doing something really important so new coach coming in is there particular trait or a few traits Nick that you want to see in the new coach that's going to come in here regardless of when he or she comes in what what are you looking for in that new coach yeah, or regardless uh, of offense defense and their right. experience right yeah yeah I mean I you know was asked that in the press conference and I think a lot of the qualities that David possessed I mean are certainly going to be you know I would say a part of that the leadership the consistency um, you know those are all going to be important and I think you know what's the vision you know how do they view I would say whether it's our team the things that we're doing offensively, this infrastructure and system that we have in place, either from a scouting standpoint or how we identify players. So how do they view those things? Um, what are some of the things that are important to them? Um, and there's no, I would say, right or wrong answer. There's just the right answer for the Texans. Well, you were asked about the staff as well, and you just talked about the staff, and there are many members of the staff who are good contributors, but that's so important, right? I mean, it's not just about the guy in charge. It's the staff. It's everybody working in concert together, including everybody in scouting and all the information that flows. So what about putting all that together? How does that work out? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not an easy process, so mm -hmm. you just sort of have to, I would say, the, the best way to approach this is to maintain an open mind and not eliminate people or just kind of cast aside people because you assume, well, if this happens, then this is going to happen. Really, you don't want to make any assumptions. Excuse me, you just want to kind of look at it globally, take the information, assess it, and then see how it all fits together and pieces together. Um, you know, so, you know, part of the interview process will be them understanding what are some of the things that, that we look for, what are some of the things that we're doing in terms of player acquisition process, which, you know, I'm a part of that, and so I think getting an understanding in you know, how they view those things, their vision, you know, do they believe in that? Do they maybe see it a little bit differently, or how can they, how do we improve it? You know, mm -hmm. a lot of these conversations, what you find are very organic. So you kind of go in, you can have a checklist of like, okay, we have to ask these questions, but a lot of times it doesn't even go that way. You kind of start, and then it veers, I would say, a variety of different directions. So being open-minded. 
Um, not eliminating any options, I think that's the best way to approach it at the beginning. Do you have a timeline in in your mind, Nick? Like I gotta, I want to have it, I want to have it done by this date so we can move on and start doing these things. Do you have a timeline at all? Yeah, uh, I think we're just getting started here. So mm-hmm. how long that takes? Um, you know, it's probably going to take us here. You know, a certain number of days, uh, probably through next week. You would think, you know, yeah. into next week, and kind of maybe you'll crystallize a little bit more um you know you want to try to get something in place sooner rather than later but you don't want to rush or be hasty with your decision so it's a big decision it's an important decision you just want to make sure it's the right decision i gotta think that you have your staff pour over the body of work of whoever the candidates are right somebody's been a coordinator on either side like let's go through everything right every call (laughs) and you must need that information, right? Not just rely on whatever they deliver verbally. Yeah, wherever you can get the information is important. So whether it's a player that may have played for that coach mm-hmm. or a staff member that crossed over with that coach. So it's not too dissimilar to when we're evaluating players in a draft wherever, or in free agency. Mm-hmm. Wherever you can get useful information, you want to be able to use that to your advantage. So however you accumulate it, you know, it's, it's not necessarily – you know, who's important, right. but how you get it. I mean, it, there's no like set way and set criteria, yeah. but you rely on everything and there's a lot that's available. And ultimately, quite frankly, the, some of this is going to come down to your gut instinct and what you feel makes the most sense. Nick, the end of the year didn't obviously go according to plan, I would say, but you go two and two down the stretch, beat Jacksonville, uh, have the game against the Chargers, go out to San Francisco, and that game's a ball game in the fourth quarter. It looks like the first half against Tennessee, you're like, Mike, well, I mean, we're, we're going to finish this off like this, and all of a sudden race back in that fourth quarter. I know Mark and I talked about this on Monday. We just felt like there was, some, there was momentum building from that finish. Did you sort of sense that? And how much do you feel that momentum sort of can carry over on, into bringing in a new coach that kind of gives even more juice to being here fresh and new? Yeah, it's never isolated to one game or one situation, mm-hmm. to your point. I mean, that game was kind of a tale of two halves. I mean, right. we were, you know, essentially not very good in the first half. Yeah. And in the second half, you know, we played much better as a team. So I think that's just an example of if you get your team to do those things on a consistent basis, what it might look like over the course of X number of weeks and games. So, you know, there was certainly a lot of positives from – the play of Davis to, you know, production of Nico to the way the defense was able to get stops. Um, you know, one of the things in that game we actually did a pretty good job of, you know, played decent in the red area, which I would say defensively over yeah. the course of the year, not to like go through an evaluation of the season, but, you know, as probably from the middle to the end of the year, you know, we actually played pretty good in the red area defensively. Yeah. We were able to get some stops, force yeah. some field goals or force a fourth down stops. So, you know, you saw some of those things show up in those games. I think that kind of encapsulated our season. You saw it in fragments. You mm-hmm. saw some good things. You just didn't see it consistently enough on a week-to-week, game-to-game basis. And ultimately, that's where you want to try to get to. And so that's, I would say to your question, maybe a template, but yep. you sort of have to wash that away because we're kind of recalibrating and putting mm-hmm. together the 2022 team. But to Johnny's point, some of that stuff, those performances by some of the players you mentioned, the way you drafted, that's kind of a carrot to somebody coming in, right? I mean, you're in a lot better shape this year than you were last year, and you want to take the next steps. Yeah, I think that's fair, Mark. We saw some growth and development from some of the younger players, um, you know, some of the newer players that we acquired, not necessarily rookies, but some other players that were able to come in and make positive contributions, some of the carryovers from um, the existing year. 
um, who are under contract for next year. You know, John, you know, John Grenard had, you know, his most productive, he had a more productive season than he did last year. So mm-hmm. there's certainly things that you look and say, okay, you know what, we have an opportunity to potentially build on, you know, young players on offense, um, have still a few good offensive linemen under contract, you know, probably have a few more players on defense who aren't under contract, but you're able to see some production from some different players. Uh, you know, a guy like KG, you know, had his most productive season at linebacker over the course of his career. So is that a player that, you know, we would like to the opportunity to maybe bring back, you know, possibly, you know, now what that looks like in the, if we get to that point. So there's some, I would say, things that are in place and we're in a better position from a salary cap standpoint. We're in a better position from a draft allocation, draft asset resource allocation standpoint. So and, you know, we have a you know, the third pick in the draft as of now, so you would hope that you're going to get, you know, a good football player that's going to come in and help your program. So when you look at some of those things, you know, some of those bullet points, you say, you know, okay, which I think it probably encapsulates really where the program is, where, you know, we started at probably ground zero. We've made some progress to a certain point. Now what's the next step from, you know, 25 30%? Can we get from 30% to 50% next year? Right. Whatever that looks like. Not necessarily wins and losses, but what those are a part of it. But just the overall, I would say, composition of the program and the depth of what we're trying to do overall in the building. Okay, I know the response. I'm going to get to this. I, I know it. I'm, so I'm, brace, I'm bracing for it. And, and, you know, Thursday night you're going to have to do some work now. You know, last year you got a chance to kind of sit and just, you know, do the the uh, Waldorf, you know, the Muppets that set up and kind of, oh, why'd they pick that guy? You actually have to go to work on Thursday night. A, are you ready for We don't for know that? what time, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A, are you ready for that, which I know you are. But B, to have the opportunity to draft in the first and second rounds where you didn't have that opportunity last year, how important does that become? Look, I know there are pieces, but how important is it to have the opportunity to have you know, top 50 picks in a draft sure. going forward. John, absolutely. You know, it just gives you more flexibility, just your your resource uh, or allocation of players. There's just more that are potentially available. Um, you know, we weren't in that position last year. Nobody's making excuses. It's the reality of what it was. Yep. We try to right. maximize the situation, you know, which we try to do the best of our ability. This year, we're in a different position. You know, talked about top 50. You know, if you include right now the two third-round picks, so I don't know where they are in the top 100 maybe. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at, okay, we have maybe a larger pool of players that we may have the opportunity to select from. So as a part of our, I would say, preparation process, we're going to – not that we didn't know the players from last year right. and those levels, right. but you're probably going to know those players more in depth because, you know, it's an important decision. That's a pretty big asset, you know, for the organization. So you want to make sure you just make the right decision. Um, with as much information as possible. So I think it's, you know, it's exciting for your staff. I think you, there's a tendency sometimes to maybe get, not, I'm not saying we're not excited, to get overexcited, but, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of have to take it as it comes, um, understanding that, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can happen on draft day, and sometimes it doesn't really go the way that everybody thinks or hopes. Right. But ultimately it's just about maximizing our opportunities and making good, solid decisions. Well, I'm sure you're keeping that phone charged up. (laughs) Nick, (laughs) thanks so much for the visit. Best of luck with the search and everything else you're working on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time.